Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues are in the middle of a three-game losing streak, giving up a total of 15 goals over those three games, losing to the Chicago Blackhawks, Buffalo Sabres, and Arizona Coyotes. I'm going to be talking about each one of those games, even though we've already talked about the Chicago one a little bit. Um, just the losing streak as a whole, and what's next for the Blues? You know, the, the trade deadline is approaching. Some people are in the trade everyone boat. Some people are in the, you know, keep the team together. We don't want to make this an absolute disaster boat. So we'll be talking about that, plus talking about the upcoming game against the Colorado Avalanche, a matinee game. Should be a good one. Should be a fun episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman, joined by my cat for today's episode. So if you're not on YouTube, you're missing out, because hopefully she stays in my lap the whole episode. Um, but yeah, should be a good one today. Lots to talk about, like I said. Uh, if this is your first time tuning into the show, thanks for tuning in. Free and available on all podcast platforms. If you are returning to the show, this isn't your first time. Thanks for making... Locked On Blues, part of your daily routine, making Locked On Blues your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, which is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Let's just jump into it. we got a lot to talk about today. Um, the Blues have been losing some games and doing so in pretty ugly fashion. It started out with a 5-3 loss to the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, a game in which they never really were in it quite as much as the score indicated. Um, they've given up a lot of a lot of goals early on in games. They went down three nothing in this game early. Kairu got them to within two, but a minute later they gave up another goal. You know, and that was all she wrote. Barbashev, Letty got themselves goals in that game, but other than that, it wasn't anything to write home about. Um, I already talked about this game a little bit, so I don't want to go into too much detail, but. Um, it was a very disappointing game. You know, you always like to see the Blues beat up on the Blackhawks, and they have traditionally in years past, but this most recent game was not the case. They followed that up with a game against the Sabres and Tage Thompson, who I believe had only scored one goal in his previous nine games heading into that, and they proceeded to give up two goals in the first minute and 25 seconds of that game, um, a trend that carried over into the Coyotes game as well, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, they didn't give up goals early in that game, but they gave up a lot of them. Um, so in the Sabres game, it was it was just a matter of they were out of it before most people even had sat down in their seats. Um, they gave up two goals in the opening minute and 25 seconds, ended up calling a timeout really early in that game, uh, and, you know, attempts to right the ship, and they didn't. Um, if you were especially late to the game, you showed up after the 10-minute mark of that of that first period then. The Blues were already down 3-0 as Owen Power got his second goal of the year to put the Sabres up 3-0. And it was just a really embarrassing effort, I think. You know, it, it, yeah, they got outplayed in that game, um, but it, it really just felt like the effort wasn't there um, regardless of who was the better team. You know, going down 2-0 that early in a game is just really unforgiving. 
Um, and it's just, it's just extremely disappointing and, and frustrating, I think, to, you know, throw a game away that quickly because the Blues, other than that first, you know, the first four goals they allowed, which, you know, other than the first four goals they allowed, that's obviously a big, a big, a big if, but other than that, I think they played a pretty decent game once they kind of got their heads screwed on straight. Um, they were able to, you know, contend with Buffalo a little bit. Uh, Tage Thompson, of course, scored uh, early in the second period because that's what he does. He scores a lot of goals. Um, did the Blues lose the Ryan O'Reilly trade? If you've heard me talk about this before, the answer is no. Obviously, it's very diff- difficult to see Tage Thompson flourishing as much as he is and O'Reilly sort of struggling as much as he is this year. But you got to cop out of it. It is what it is. It's a win-win trade, one that looked pretty bad for Buffalo at the time, but turned out to be pretty good for them in the long run, obviously. Um, but yeah, it, it was... it was. I'm surprised he didn't score like six goals in that game because it feels like just the way that the Blues season has been going, they constantly get reminded of mistakes they've made, players that they've let walk or traded one way or another. And I saw some some tweet that was basically listing all the players that they let walk and who they replaced them with. And it's, you know, Petrangelo, uh, David Perron, Jaden Schwartz, um, et cetera, et cetera, replaced with who's on the team now, obviously. Uh, Colton Pareko, who's not cut out to be a number one defenseman. Justin Falk, who has been good, but has had a not so great season um, by his standards you know, and just the rest of the defense is, is frustrating and, and incomplete, you know, for an NHL team. You don't, I don't think the Blues defense is, is one that many teams would be proud of having, unfortunately. Uh, and the more unfortunate thing about that is pretty much everyone in that defense, um, is signed long-term on big contracts. So it's like, unless the Blues make a bunch of trades, that's the, the group that they're locked in with um, in the back end for the foreseeable future. Biddington included. You know, obviously Biddington's great. I think he's have having a really good year. Um, he's The numbers won't necessarily reflect it, but he has been pretty solid uh, apart from a few games here and there. Uh, but it's just, you know, the, the defense is very frustrating, and, and it's like the roster decisions that have been made up until this point are like, well, what, what did you expect? You know, you give out these massive contracts to, to you know, middle defense guys. You don't really sign any top-pairing defensive guys. You just hope that you can have, you know, six middle-pairing guys, and that'll be good enough to, to contend. Then it's just not the case, you know, as we've seen. It's very much not the case. Um the Blues have struggled immensely in that area ever since Petrangelo left. Uh, like I said, Pareko is not cut out to be a number one guy, but that's a conversation for another day. So in this upcoming second segment, I'm going to finish talking about the Buffalo game and then go on to talk about the Coyotes game. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor, and that is FanDuel Sportsbook. Now the NFL playoffs is reaching its most exciting point. There are only four teams left, and we are really, really new, really, really excited about our new betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, and that is FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today to get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So that's it. You place $5 bet, you get $150 in free bets, win or lose. It doesn't matter. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money lines, point spreads, player props. You can even make a same game parlay if you're if you want a bigger payout. You can make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook. 
Don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so the Blues are struggling, as we all know. Um, it's been a rough, rough few games for them. Uh, but there was there was signs of signs of life in that uh, Buffalo game. Ivan Barbashev got his eighth of the year to cut the lead to three. Woohoo! Braden Shen got himself a goal uh, to cut the lead to two, and then Jordan Cairo got a goal at the beginning of the third to cut the lead to one. And at that point, it was like, dang, the Blues the Blues might actually have this epic comeback. You know, they outshot Buffalo ten to five in that third period. They really had the majority of momentum and the majority of chances, but. They just couldn't finish. You know, they had a couple breakaways, two-on-ones, odd man rushes, whatever, and everything but the finish, unfortunately. You know, the Blues did a really good job of creating pressure and, and, and creating chances, but finishing them out of the question. And, you know, that culminated in them giving up an empty net goal with a minute left, um, which made the final score 5-3. to three. But it was, I don't know, encouraging, I guess, that it seems like this team has a switch that they can flip and, and just, you know, start playing good hockey. But at the same time, it, it, it's like <laughs> that switch feels like it's off far too often. Um, you know, going down 4-0 against Buffalo that early in the game is is so, so disappointing. I mean, going down 3-0 that early in the game is so disappointing. Obviously, Buffalo's a good team, but still, you know, you, you, Blues look like they didn't even belong in the same league as them for the first half of that game or so. And, and that's that's just... It, it's it's made games hard to watch you know they're not they're not even they haven't even been competitive lately uh obviously they've had they they'll they'll turn it on offensively for a little bit there and this team is still capable of scoring in bunches they still have some incredible offensive talent but when the defense and the goaltending and you know i mean even the offense you know it's it's when that when they're not clicking it's it's like my god does that team does this team look really really bad um and it's like it's getting frustrating watching the same mistakes happen over and over again. You know, it's like the same old story. Every game that they lose, they're, they're losing puck battles. They're, you know, second to pucks. They're, they're, you know, getting beat in the corners. They're not clearing out men out front. They're letting guys walk wide open to the back door, whatever it may be. It's like, it's like simple mistakes that you think that they would be able to iron out over halfway through the season. But no, it's, we're still seeing the same things over and over and over again. And it's like, at what, at what point do you, do you look at this team and, and realize that it's just it's just broken? You know, it's it's just some guys are want to play one way, some guys want to play another way, some guys are bought in, some guys aren't, and it's like it's becoming very apparent that this current group of guys it it just doesn't work for one reason or another. It just it's just not working. The effort is extremely inconsistent. I've been saying that since the beginning of the year that the effort is is not there. It just seems like a team that isn't bought in at all. You know, you look at a team like the Boston Bruins who's won almost 40 games already and it's like every single player up and down that lineup is is playing every single game like it's game seven of the Stanley Cup final versus you know the Blues you know you watch them go out there and sometimes they just they treat it like it's a scrimmage or a preseason game and it's like it's frustrating because I don't think the team is this bad maybe with all the recent injuries you could you could argue yeah you know they've they've they look pretty weak on paper with all the injuries but still it's like they they should be better than this you know they shouldn't be getting blown out by the Arizona Coyotes, which we haven't even talked about yet. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's it, it's it's definitely the most frustrating time I can remember as a Blues fan. And they're still hovering right around 500, which means who knows, they could go on a run and, and even push for a playoff spot if the chips fall in the right way. But 
overall, it feels like a, lo- a wasted season, I think. Um, you know, the final years of O'Reilly and Tarasenko, O'Reilly has stated that he wants to be back in St. Louis after this year. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I, you know, you can be in one and two boats. Do you think it's worth trading the team and, and, and you know, starting the rebuild now or, or should you try to hold off as long as possible? We'll talk about that a little bit later, but it it's it feels like a wasted season. It really does. It feels like, you know, part of me is like, can we just wake up and have it be the draft lottery tomorrow because I, I'm sick of watching this team. I'm sick of getting my hopes up about this team, but I still have a little bit of faith that they could turn it around maybe when O'Reilly comes back. They'll, they'll put some some wins together. They'll string some wins together because I don't want this this era, this core to end like this. I don't want the Blues to go out sad, you know, and, and it feels like that that might be the road that they're heading down. But, you know, that being said, um, the Blues had an opportunity to redeem themselves at Mullet Arena against the Arizona Coyotes. Beautiful arena, beautiful name. And they very much did not. Um Thomas Grice did a very, 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 very good job early of of holding the Arizona Coyotes off. The Blues outshot them 12 to 10 in the first period, but it wasn't enough. Um, the floodgates then opened up. Thomas Grice forgot how to play goalie for the second half of the game. And once they scored one, it really felt like it was just one after another after another. Nick Schmaltz got himself a natural hat trick, although that might only be in one period. I'm not sure. I think a natural hat trick has three goals in the same period uninterrupted, but he scored three goals uninterrupted, two of which were unassisted. The Blues did get the first quote-unquote goal of the game, but it was waved off, and it felt like that just completely took the wind out of their sails. Um, And understandably so. They've given up the first goal in a lot of their recent games. I don't know how far back it stretches, but I know in the last three at least they've given up the first goal. So I think Finally scoring that first goal only to have it be taken away is frustrating and it definitely was a backbreaker for them and it felt like after that the offensive intensity just kind of fell off a cliff. You know, in that second period they did generate a lot of scoring chances, a lot of opportunities, 15 shots on goal, but a lot of that was one and done. Not a ton of sustained zone pressure. Um, you know, power plays didn't get anything going and you know, more of the same. Um Schmaltz got himself two goals pretty in pretty quick succession. Uh 10 minutes into the period and then 14 minutes into the period. And then the third period was really embarrassing. Uh, Schmaltz scored just 13 seconds in to pretty much dash all the hopes the Blues have had of contending in that game, excuse me, which seems to be a common theme of the Blues just love giving up back-breaking goals at the worst time. You know, coming into that third period, you're like, you know what, you're only down two goals. It's It's the Arizona Coyotes. They're not a very good team. All you need is one to get them back into it and... They gave up a goal 10 seconds into the period, pretty much. And it's like, all right, you know, why, why do I even get my hopes up at this point? Um, and then Boyd and Hayton scored for Arizona as well to make it 5 nothing. And the Blues have, in my opinion, their most embarrassing loss of the season or one of the most embarrassing losses of the season. I'm sure I'm forgetting something that was a disaster um, knowing this team. And yeah, 5 nothing. I mean, not a whole lot of positives. I, I try to be an optimistic person on this podcast. I try to give the Blues the benefit of the doubt. But man, you lose 5 nothing to the Arizona Coyotes in a game that you didn't even get outshot that badly. You just you just couldn't finish. You didn't get outshot at all, excuse me. You outshot them 33-25. to So look, between, between Thomas Grice giving up a goal every five shots he faced and the Blues not scoring a single goal on a Coyotes team who is far from dominant defensively, and a goalie who has been bad this year, and Carl Vejmelka, who, you know, we 
Yeah, I believe that was his one of his first shutouts. His first shutout? I'm not sure. He's been playing good hockey lately, but still, it's it's like <sighs> when is this team hit rock bottom? You know, and it's I hope never. I hope they start trending up after this, but with a game upcoming against the Colorado Avalanche, I'm not so sure that's the case. So in this upcoming third and final segment, I'm gonna talk about that game against the Avalanche, plus just an outlook on the season as a whole. Make sure you stay tuned, don't go anywhere. All right, so matinee game for the St. Louis Blues, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central against the Colorado Avalanche. How funny would it be if the Blues won that won this game? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, just, just given how the season has gone and given how this team kind of makes no sense and seems like they sort of play well against good teams and play poorly against bad teams. I don't know. Um, keys to the game, you need to find that identity back. You need to not give up the first goal like you have in the last few games, and you need to not allow five goals like you have in the last three games. Um, they, they scored five goals in their most recent win, I believe, over... Yeah, over Nashville, they scored five goals. Um, And then after that, the offense has gone dry. They have scored a combined six goals over the last three games, which, you know, got shut out in one of them. So, you know, make that what you will. Um, Colorado is a very difficult team to get offense going against. They play a very fast style of play. They, They have a lot of great defenders, you know, led by Kale McCarr, who I think might be the best defenseman in the NHL. Um, um, but you know, it's, it's, it's Colorado. It's, it's a game that I think most people expect the blues to lose regardless of their recent games, regardless of how they've been playing lately. Um, (laughs) excuse my cat who's yelling at me for one reason or another. Okay. Um, anyways, yeah, it's the Colorado avalanche. They're a very good team. They have had the blues number as of late, uh, the last few seasons and it's, I don't know. I hope we see encouraging signs in this game. I hope that the Blues give us a reason to believe that this season isn't a complete waste, isn't a complete wash, because believe it or not, there is still a scenario where they make the playoffs somehow. Um, look, this has been a very negative episode, and I hate I hate episodes like this, but these last three games have been so painful to watch, and it's like... Just, just just, give me a win, you know? Oh my God, beating Colorado, it would be so fun. And, and, you know, a lot of people probably like, oh, they should lose every single game so we get Connor Bedard. The Blues aren't getting Connor Bedard. You know, it's there's a lot of really, really, really bad teams in the NHL. And with the way that the draft lottery works, it would be a miracle if the Blues ended up, you know, they're probably going to end up around the 10 spot in the lottery, if I had to guess. Um, realistically, I don't think they're going to be, you know, horrible at the end of the season. Maybe if they trade away everybody, at the deadline, you know, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Barbashev, um, Achari, maybe if they trade away everybody and just commit to the tank, maybe they'll, they'll you know, fall further down the standings. But I think realistically, they're going to end up at the back end of the lottery. So it's like, I'd rather see them win some games. I'd rather see, you know, guys like Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo and Jordan Bennington, guys that are going to be sticking around with this team for the long term. I want to see them improve. I want to see them play well because the thing that's really disappointing is if this season is a waste. It's like, you know, Jordan Bennington is getting up there, but he's, he's you know, he's still in his prime. Jordan Cairo, um, Robert Thomas are two guys that I think are just entering their, their primes, and it would be really frustrating to see their development halted by such a disappointing season. So at the end of the day, I want, I still want to see this team succeed, and I still think that they have the capability of winning games and 
playing better than they have lately and playing better than they have this whole season. But I don't know. A lot, a lot would need to give. I think a lot of players would need to start playing better. Um, you know, and the team as a whole would need to start playing better. The power play would need to get better, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, hey, we got a trade deadline coming up, and that's going to be very, very interesting. I know I mentioned that I was going to talk about that, but I think I'm going to save that for the next episode. Um, sort of break down all the all the potential targets that the blues could be trading away and stuff like that that being said that is all the time i have for you guys on today's episode thank you all so much for listening make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you listen to me on that way you never miss a new episode you can also subscribe to the youtube channel at locked on blues um subscribe to locked on blue or follow locked on blues on twitter and instagram just at locked on blues you can follow me on twitter at josh hyman nhl my camera's in a different place so i can't really tell where my name is getting the point wrong um yeah negative episode hate to do it needed to get it out there uh gonna take the weekend to decompress hopefully monday's episode is more of a positive uh tone but we will see for sure um thank you all so much for listening as always let's go blues